Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. It's 17.30 GMT. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. I am Umaru Sanda Amadu. Tonight I'm here with... Ellen Dapa. And coming up over the next 90 minutes. It's station Kumasi Traditional Council takes on Oyepa FM, demanding it renders an apology and also temporarily suspends airing its programs over comments made on the platform which it deemed unpalatable. We'll be hearing more on what that means. Also, coming up on Eyewitness News, Greater Accra Regional Youth Organizer of the MPP throws sticks into the spokes of Regional Minister Henry Quartz's attempts to make Accra work. We we'll hear if that's actually a party position or his personal view. And later on Eyewitness News, we'll take you to Chirponi in the northern region where we are told a clash over a piece of farm land has resulted in the death of one person. Stay with 97.3 CTF for more on this and many other stories on Eyewitness News. And in business... Managers of the Ghana Stock Exchange assure us of new initiatives to improve market activity in 2022. That's in 50 minutes with Nettie Neti from the City Business Desk. Eyewitness News is in Upper West on Tunsun 97.3 FM in Wa in Upper East on Quality 88.7 FM in Garu. On Radio Bimbila in the Northern Region via 91.9 in the Volta Region on Revival 99.3 in Tajavu as well as VOV Radio 95.7 in Hohoi. In the Ashanti region, we are on Focus 94.3 in Kumasi on the campus of KNUST, as well as Orange FM, which is also in Kumasi on 107.9. If you headed for the Bono region, do well to tune to Green FM 95.9 in Suyani. And in the Western region, we are live on Adrianpa 100.7 FM in Takwa and Beach 105.5 also in Takradi. The show is interactive. Let us know what you think by sending your message to our WhatsApp and Telegram number. 0549986996. This is Eyewitness News Broadcast Inform Adabraka in Accra. I am Umaru Sanda Amadu here with Ellen Dapa, who brings us our first story. The Kumasi Traditional Council has asked Kumasi based Oyepa FM and TV to suspend operations effective Friday 28th over comments made by the leader and founder of the United Progressive Party on its platform. The leader of the party, Adai Odike, incurred the wrath of the council following comments he made against chiefs, accusing them of being complicit in aiding illegal mining activities in the region. The council, led by the Bantamahene Bafo Ousu Amankwetia the Sith, has thus called on the management of the media house to render an unqualified apology. He made the comments during a meeting with the media house represented by its CEO, the head of programs, the host of the talk show on which the comments were made, and other staff members. Just a, 
Yes, we be can we? We would be for her. Um, Odikeso or Banons who can we? San. It is on the John or Mukandi or Mukandia, me, Bafo, the Menemonyakin. If we said, yes, see ye beyond, Namunim said, a bessy. Namunim said, Mepi, my year up from Wordy, into a summer from Wordy. And you are somewhere see ya or decay candy or pen. I am on a moment platform money. Now, Odike Cassadian continue. Now, many shows say FM station awoke a sentimental. Who can also be this gentleman or be my comrade? Every say, Oti San Oti Shamati. And this will go be bina asamba. I don't know, but so far. When you know, Mom Fanyasin, and I'm by Sua. By Quatrequa and Samudijan Hono. If it's awesome, I'm from home. If it's awesome, get to Abbey, Nanka Obey, and give him a more drop Yana Nanum Yahua, Yeni Besso, Yaya Besso near Tumofo, in Yama. She said, Yananum Kaino, Yam, and Yomoya Jeno, Monsem, Uncle Pedibima, a more drop among Famana Nanum. Now, some of us and that Emma Radio station, Multimim if you say Nananum dear, so who can't alarm say, Yamanubi? And so be a better way to so no dinner and matter. And another way dinner, Sassiama, and another way dinner, Sassiama. Nananum to me, Banya, where are you to me? Constitution in my to me, and me, Miss Edgeman. What I say, your power of consent, your power of summons, Ninja Jeffrey and Sim. And you are some who see a bad entity, I can be, and to me can be. And once I have a house, so say minus or more town or be a cockroach, almost our special security, almost more car, almost patrol. Now, when I'm not on funny home, Kodi, on funny home, Kodiana, Nana Okoshiao, my dear, or Yokoshiao, it is sanity, but you have a more education on it, and that they are young country, they are country. No Samu, Namonko Petran, to a new troop. Now for Mopesia, who's a man of Mohodia, a Fifiada, Mamunyajuma. If you had an Afrifiada, Mamunyajuma, Mama and Mansanga, Auntie Dintia, if you had a Munyajuma, if it's a Macassetia, charming. Make us a monomacassetia, charming, because Mona Moma would get platform a new D, it's a new DM. Anti-monsoon is so. 
Security Council. They be invited on Monday no matter how. Now when you know we should be happy. No matter who they are. Odukese opese mebuna wa santi memu ni na so eti achame no ni na umbetibi na fensa mu ayekoso wo barakese ana busome frahu ni na no mc yebebuboso ha na fe security council for no omuhu dia somoye ana no medamu ni na amasi. Bafo Ousu Amankwetia the Sith is Banta Maheni and a member of the Kumasi Traditional Council. Now the reason he made the statements he made is because of a statement made by Akwesi Adai Odike, uh, who is founder and presidential candidate of the UPP party. He's actually joining us on the line. Uh, Mr. Odike, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you. Before I engage you, I'd be grateful if you would just indulge me. I want to uh, summarize for my English audience what was said in the tree language. And the statement that was made says, Every program on radio or TV has producers who guide an interview or an interviewee. I do not agree with what has happened and I believe the station is at fault. The media should take responsibility for what Mr. Odikate did. You even came here empty-handed because you do not appreciate the gravity of the situation. If you want us to believe that you accept your fault, apologize to us on your platform. Because of this situation, you are banned from operating your media house. There's a lot we have to educate you on. You don't have to allow people to make allegations without evidence. This is the Kumasi Traditional Council speaking to management of Oyeripa FM today. And Mr. Odike, you are actually the reason that they landed in hot waters. What's your reaction having heard this? Yes. Um, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to also um, come out with what transpired. Actually, um, I, I disagree with Bantamayen because we were discussing the menace of Delamse on the show and its adverse impact on the society. And what I said was that nobody can deny the fact that chiefs are part of the warfare. And Utufo himself has admitted that the chiefs are one way or the other um, accomplished with the Galamse menace. And he made this a statement at a forum in, in, in Kumasi Ken University in the presence of traditional authorities and the Minister for Land. Now, the, 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 the issue of Galamse has not been the, um, the fair of the moment. What I said, where did I go wrong? I am yet to know. I don't know why they've pulled it out of proportion. The teams are involved, I repeat, on this platform. Secondly, um, for himself has admitted, and they don't have that sort of power to seize somebody from operating his business in the region. They don't have that power at all. And what 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 I'm I'm trying to figure out now is 
our our democracy and the traditional institutions are not in bed. They don't understand democracy. They are still thinking uh, 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 in the 17th century. Their, their mindset are like the 17th century. Because how can you... Are you, are you sure, are you sure this statement you're making, considering that you're already, uh, an accused person who is yet to appear before them and because of you a station has been banned, are you sure the statement you're making now about they being backwards some 300 years ago or even 400 my, years my, ago my will not land Please. you and perhaps myself and my station in, in, in further trouble? And for that matter, I think it's only fair that I dissociate myself from that comment. Okay, let me withdraw that, if, Thank, if you don't mind. Thank you. Okay, let me uh, uh, move on. So what I'm saying is, in our democratic society, the Jews must understand freedom of um, 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 expression, uh, uh, our right to live as people. Because when the environment is destroyed, we cannot live. And they are depriving Ghanaians of our right to live as people. We need the trees to give us oxygen. We need the water to live. We need the land to farm, to get food. And we are taking money and allowing these people to come and destroy the environment. But they shouldn't forget that. They use the same money to buy drugs, to buy water, and to buy food. If all these nefarious activities doesn't come to our all, no matter what, if the laws allows people from and uh, from the government, uh, if the laws allow government to issue permits for people to come and do this, if the traditional authorities come on their authority and say, no, this law, we are against it, we kick against it, I don't believe the government will say no. But they and the government have connived to destroy the environment. My brother, what I'm saying is, Galamstemenes is a threat to our security. And we must all condemn and fight it. Otherwise, when the last three dies, the last man dies. So, um, I, I, I don't think I was wrong to make such a, a statement on the, um, on the OIRPA. And OIRPA must also take the matter up. Media uh, Commission, come in because the, 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 the ban is too harsh. Just myself, just like myself, can you believe the chief from my hometown has banished me not to come to my own hometown where I was the one who brought electricity to the town when you weren't, you weren't even the chief. I built, I built a clinic. If you go to my town, we'll dedicate a wall. Is there one district, one factory. I am building one in this same town. Yet he went on a press conference to banish me from my my own hometown. I built a house, 15 bedroom for my family, who lives in the rural uh, in, in that village. So I, our kids are behaving this way. How can you banish somebody in this 21st century? Okay. Do you not have respect for traditional authority? You do recognize that our constitution respects traditional authority. They are mentioned in there. And essentially, traditional authority is the custodian of the land, isn't it? At least at the traditional level. 
But they are, not, they are not above the law. The constitution doesn't give them the power to punish somebody. Are you sure? Are you sure? Have you checked their... their, their... Oh, yes. They don't have that right. And so... we respect them. But we, we are complaining that the environment has been polluted and it will affect our lives as people. My brother, this is not disrespectful. Do you... We respect them. We, we, we revere them. But this is a which must be, be um, fought with a combined effort. You do not recognize the banishing imposed on you by your own chiefs, do you? I don't. So I, you would go to your village? Um, when, when, when I feel it's necessary, why not? And if if you are, so if you, the electricity there, I did it before he was instilled. I built the hospital before he was instilled. I have my properties there, and I have the right to property. It's in the constitution. But he's instilled. He came to meet the stool. So did you. So you have to respect the stool, not his person. My brother, our stool doesn't permit him even to manage somebody. No. So you go back to your village. It is my hometown. I've not. I'm not a Togolese. I'm not a Nigerian. And he himself has lived in Italy for so long a time. In Italy, this is not practiced. Secondly, before he became the chief, he did not invest even a kobo in the town. But I'm not a chief. But I've done a lot for the community. I see. Then it means also that you would not have regard for the punishment uh, imposed on Oyeripa FM by the Kumasi Traditional Council either. I, I, come again, I didn't get through right. If Oyepa FM invited you to come on their platform and help them apologize to Nananum and say that we were wrong, would you do it? Let me tell you the whole thing. My brother, the Otoko Council, Sandrini, is not in town. He has traveled. And they themselves took the traditional uh, norms into their own hands. And they want to do everything to redeem what they, uh, where they went wrong. We are waiting for Otto for Otiko Council, whom I mentioned his name in the program to come. When he comes, I believe Tempest will uh, uh, calm down and everything will be settled amicably. I believe they are doing this just to win, gain favor. They have grown it out of proportion. So, and when my so, when my king is around, all these things will go down. So for now, you are neither going to apologize or encourage the media house to apologize and do the traditional rights that perform the traditional rights that have been have been dictated to them. No, me, I've been banished from Manisha. That is what he said when this they, they cast nail on me. So who who is the person I'm I'm to meet? And where is the meeting place? Because I am banned not to come to Mensha. I'm, I've, I've been banished not to go to my hometown. Where are you? Where, where, are, where are you now? Oh, I, I, I am in my hideout now. You are hiding. Of course, because uh, uh, they, they hired thugs uh, to come and kill me in my office, and I know them. All the boys, I saw them. One is the driver of Utunfo. 
I know all of them. I know where they operate from. You know that as a matter of fact? Of course. I've, I've reported the matter. I've issued a statement. And the police, the, the police is now manhunting them. I know all of them. I saw them. From my hiding, my hiding place in my office. What's, what's, what's his name, the person you saw, whom you recognize? I saw 4040, who is the driver of uh, Utumfo. What's his I real name? 4040, I reckon, would be a nickname. Please, I can't give it out now because that is what is what he is officially called. So I've not been, all these years, all right. I've not bothered myself to. You, uh, we reported that your office was vandalized last week. No one has been arrested as yet, correct? Yes, but the police are giving me 100% assurance that they will bring the perpetrators to book. Are you in hiding in the Ashanti region or in other regions in Ghana? I will not disclose this, my brother. You are afraid? No. I will bounce back and do my politics and everything. Then you should feel free to tell me. You just dared your own chief on radio, and you are not willing to announce to us where you are. I thought you would be bold enough to do that. That, that, that is my right, not to tell you where I am. That's fair enough. I just thought you, you, you didn't care. You didn't care about the ban, and you are willing to operate publicly. No, 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 not because of the ban. Let me tell you. Now, I don't have anything to do much in my hometown. And trust me, I am not a violent person. I want this matter to settle. I want the dust to settle, and I will go back to my hometown. Now, I won't, uh, I won't wish for a situation where it will create mayhem. No, I don't want a single drop of blood to be lost. So, for that one, I am not challenging them, but I know what they are doing. It's not the right thing, and time and time will tell who is right and, or not. Okay. And we have laws here. So why should I um, <clears throat> go and treat me um, for people to die? I won't do that. No. You sound, in that statement you made, like you don't have regard for traditional authority, but it appears you have regard for executive authority. You have apologized to the President's Secretary, Secretary Nana Santi Bedi to Why did you do that? I have, I have respect and I revere with their traditional authorities. But these days, the way they are behaving is different from the authorities that we, we used to know. As for Nana BDFU, I said I am in the, in the presentation that I saw Muslim people castigating him to be the one who has brought soldiers to force um, Galamse in the to do Galamse in their river, the stream, the only source of water. They are they are destroying the water. So they were resisting the activities, and some of them got themselves injured. If you if you if you if you go back to the tape of Bankmine, you you hear that he said we are going to settle the matter at Barkese and also Bosmefeon. This is what is going on in the region concerning illegal mining. Now, the people are resisting the, uh, the miners to enter into their village. So I, I saw the demonstration on the TV3 and Captain Smart um, program. So the reason why I am rendering the apology is that as we have gone to 
Bosomeo, Fremont, myself, ascertain the realities on the ground before I could have made such a statement. So, without that um, due diligence being done, I've accepted the recrushing and the apology on no certain terms. Very well. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you. That's Akwesi Adai Odike, his founder and presidential candidate of the United Progressive Party, UPP, uh, because of a statement he made on Oyepa FM, that station has been ordered to temporarily close down by the Kumasi Traditional Council. Uh, we've made attempts to speak to the media house management. Um, we've not been successful to, uh, to hear from them whether or not uh, they would be accepting that uh, advice. Uh, we'll be making efforts to reach them. When we do, we hear from them on what their position is on that particular um, advice or, if you want to say, an instruction. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. Please stay with us. We have that and more, including other stories such as the one where it appears that the NPP at the greater Accra region level, especially its youth leader, is at war with the regional minister, Henry Quarty, over his attempts to fix Accra. Please stay. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You're welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka. In Accra, one of the big stories we're looking at tonight, a radio station and TV in Kumasi, or Repair FM, uh, has been, well, I should use the word, advised by the Kumasi Traditional Council to suspend operations uh, temporarily as a proof that it is showing remorse for using its platform or allowing its platform to be used by Akwesi Adaya Odike to quote-unquote abuse the chiefs of the land we are yet to hear from the media house as to whether it will listen and agree with that particular uh, directive given it by the council. We have ho- already heard from Akwesi Adeodeke, who says to us that, well, he he finds that uh, position a bit archaic. Now, some of you have been sending your messages through. Osei Kwabna in Efidrasi in Ashanti region says, Nananum in general and Ashanti in particular must thread cautiously we are in a constitutional era and they should resort to constitutional means to resolve any grievances. Again, they seem to suggest that radio stations must dictate what panelists must say. This is below the belt. Uh, let's go to Oyepa FM in Kumasi and speak to um, Taima Otu Echampon. Uh, he's a general manager of Oyepa FM and TV. You're welcome, sir, to Eyewitness News. Yes, uh, thank you. Good I, evening. I hope I got your name correct. You did. You did. Great. Okay. You've had, well, you were there, I believe, uh, at the palace today yeah. when, when the instructions were given. Do you, do you regard them as instructions or was an advice? And what's your position on that? Well, thank you. I, 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 I don't know. Let me, let me explain it this way. We had an invitation to appear before the council um and we did um so um we had gone there to um say sorry because we also agreed that 
um, we allowed our platform to be used to indict Nananum. So that was our plan that uh, we are sorry it happened that way, but um, we are told that uh, our apology, our plea was not convincing and that we should reappear on Monday, do it better. So um, uh, when the council, which was said by Banana Bantumahene, was giving the final, um, but he said that, look, if you want us to accept your apology on Monday, then make sure you shut off your radio station. Apologize this evening and then shut off the radio station until you come here. In that case, you may um, have a good time with us. So, um, I mean, that was what happened today, Mar. Do you regard what was done on your station as an indictment against Nananum? Obviously, I mean, if you listen to the conversation between our presenter and ODK, clearly, I mean, we agree that some of the words, some of the utterances were not the best. And that is why we uh, went there to say sorry if we have caused you any harm, if we have indicted you. Know, so I, I do um, regard some of them as uh, not the, the best, yes. Okay, which means that you, you agree that you acted unprofessionally, or at least your presenter acted unprofessionally. Does it mean that presenter is going to be, some administrative action is going to be taken against the presenter? We agree that the presenter could have done better, and that we have had discussions in-house. We've met the presenter. He has explained his side of the story. But we think that first things first, let's, resolve the issue with the traditional council, and after that, we come in-house and then know what exactly we are going to tell our presenter. So for now, you have not decided on your presenter? No, because um, we asked him to stay off a bit because the presenter himself um, emotionally is not at the best. Um, I mean, he has not been himself in the last couple of days, but uh, we think that we cannot take decisions on him now. Um, we resolve the issue and then have a discussion with him as to what is best for us and him um, going forward. Who is this presenter? Yeah, his name is Joel Nanaya Omensa. I see. Does he have a history of uh, misconducting himself on air? Not that we are aware of. I mean, he has been with us for a couple for a few years now. He has conducted himself very well throughout. It's unfortunate this one had to come. Okay. You are operating in Kumasi. You do understand the workings of traditional institutions. You were going to the palace to apologize today, and you went empty-handed. You were prompted by the by the chief that that shows you are not serious about your apology. What happened to the goat and snap? No, that is not, that's not the way to do it traditional. You don't go there with goat and snap. You go there to listen to... Um, your charges, what exactly is your crime, and then you explain. In the course of it, you can do what we call Jatwa, where you ask um, other prominent chiefs or other people to come and then intervene on your behalf. So that was our plan. But it, it did not appear to be, uh, to be possible today. So that's exactly the, what they are asking us to do on Monday. We thought that led by our chief executive officer, um, we were going to tell them we are sorry for what has happened 
and whatever you want us to do, we are ready to do it. But it looks like they want us to come back on Monday and complete the process. So your station rem- would, would, would do the apology tomorrow? Yes, we are going to do that this evening because um, the directors, we had, there's a meeting locked up now with our directors as to what exactly should be our next line of action. They have directed that we shut down. We as management cannot um, take that decision alone. So we have invited them. We are already in a meeting. And after the meeting, we will know our next plan, what exactly we are doing next tomorrow. So at least you know that you would render the apology on the air as to whether you will shut down that. That that, that is for sure. We will do that this evening. But as to whether you will shut down from tomorrow all the way to when you return on Monday. after, After the board meeting, yeah. Very well. Uh, but how has your working relationship been with the traditional council over the period that you've been operating there? No, we've not had any issues with them. I think we have conducted ourselves very well. We have been here. The radio has been in Kumasi for four years. We we think that um, our programs are healthy very well. Um, it's unfortunate this one has to come. So we've not had any, any problems with them. For media freedom fighters, they would say that this is a crackdown on the media and they would want you to fight so they help you with the fight. But since you have thrown in the towel, what that means is that no one should really bother themselves saying that this is media tyranny by a traditional authority. And so for that matter, you are fine. Thank you. I I wouldn't say we've thrown in the towel. They have asked that we do certain things. As for the apology, Omar, I've told you already, we agree that um, um, what happened on our network was not the best. As for the rest of that, that will be determined after the board. The directors have also advised. So let's wait till we, we, we get anything from our directors and then we can do the conclusions we are doing now. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you very much, Omar. That's Taima Otua Champon. He's general manager of Europa FM and TV in Kumasi. Suleiman Abraima fights for media freedom and media rights. He's executive secretary of the Media Foundation for West Africa. So he does this at the sub-regional level in West Africa. He's joining us on the line. Mr. Abraima, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you very much for having me, Omar. So a media house is ordered to shut down as a sign of showing remorse for allowing its platform be used to um, denigrate traditional authority. It is also told to apologize before doing that temporarily and uh, return to appease the gods or the traditional rulers in order that it may be allowed to continue to operate. The radio station manager says, we agree, we add, we will apologize. As to whether we will shut down, directors will decide that. As a media rights advocate, what do you say to this particular scenario of events? Well, it, it is a, certainly um, a worrying development. You take it and on the face of it, it's a clear case of an act of censorship being imposed by uh, being imposed by the traditional authority on the radio station. In other words, um, the radio station or media organizations in that jurisdiction, for that matter, um, when they air, the the traditional authority then says, look, we have the power and the authority to shut you down. I don't know whether that is coming from any legal provision, but I don't seem to uh, phantom any legal provision under which 
the traditional authority can say we are shutting down the radio station. But of course, the station is operating in Kumase. The station is in Ashantiman. I don't think that managers of the station can say that to hell with that decision from Malaysia, we would go ahead and do what we would do because the consequences can be quite dire. What about if the youth mobilized to attack the station, to name people, and so on and so forth? I think that if the radio station acknowledges that whatever happened was a mistake on their part, they really took the proactive step of doing the right thing in terms of going to the affected persons or institution to say, look, but what happened, we believe we erred, and so we are here to apologize. I think really that is what the Constitution talks about, that in fact, in that case, the Constitution even talks about an obligation to publish, or in this case, a rejoinder, when such a rejoinder is submitted by an affected party. But in this case, they took the proactive decision of going there to apologize. And I think what has happened is really, really a worrying development because not too long ago, we we read and heard of what the Adan Traditional Council had done in connection with Radio Adan. Now, uh, this is Asantiman or Mencia taking this action. How sure are we that the next time a radio station in the central region uh, says something that is deemed unpalatable by the traditional council, the Ogoa traditional council would not say, look, this radio station must shut down. I think it's a very, very serious development, and all of us as a nation needs to take these developments very, very seriously. Often when media freedoms are talked about and media tyranny is talked about, the suspect is usually the government and its agencies. Is it the case that we did not see this one coming, the traditional authorities also attempting a crackdown on the media space, whether or not they, they, they are found to have done something which they have admitted in part to have been culpable? I think these things have happened before, and it is in relation particularly to Asantiman. I remember uh, not too long ago, Daily Guide did a certain report that generated a bit of controversy in relation to Malaysia. And I remember at that time, certain media personalities took up the issue and said, look, what is happening cannot happen. We are in a democracy. We are a democratic, secular country, not a monarchical state. And therefore, what happened, uh, the directives that were being given uh, were quite untenable. I remember a group in Kumase uh, rising up to say they are barring those personalities from ever stepping foot in, in the Ashanti region. And if they were to come there, you know, they, they said a lot of things. So it has happened before. Um, but I don't think that it is a positive thing. I'm quite worried about how this decision by, by Mencia would then let people subject Mencia to what perhaps would be a needless criticism. Because we all revere the Asantehene, you know, we all, a lot of things happen in this country and people will tell you, look, the last resort is the Asantehene. Even during elections, to prevent electoral violence and all of that, you know, the, the ruling party, the opposition party, they will prove to Malaysia 
you know, and then for the Asante Hene to resolve the matter. We know his role in resolving the Dabang issue. So he, the, the Menshia Palace, you know, two for in person, is somebody that we all revere. And so when you have chiefs, you know, uh, under him taking decisions like this, which is contrary to what the Constitution provides for, because the Constitution talks about media freedom and all of that, of course, it is not to say that, therefore, media recklessness is endorsed. But there are also provisions in terms of how remedial, what remedial measures the media must take when they err. And in this case, I think they've done that. The person whose conduct is in question, I think Manishia had also made certain pronouncements or decisions about him. In this case, the other thing that is so uh, critical is the fact that it is not the station itself that put out, you know, an editorial content. This is somebody who was invited to make a comment and the person said certain things that, in the opinion of Manishia, were unfavorable. So why should a radio station as an institution suffer for a comment made by a panelist on their program? And for me, the step that they took, going to Manishia to apologize, clearly indicated, you know, the reverence that they have for, for Manishia. And that is why this decision about shut, shut down a censorship order is clearly, for me, uh, not not really a good decision. Okay. Because I was saying that if you're operating in Ashanti region, even if you notice that the chief is doing something wrong, you cannot comment on that. When the Constitution talks about the media holding the principles and the objectives of this Constitution, you know, upholding it and then holding the people accountable, I didn't see that it said except, you know, chiefs. And so to that extent, I think that we all need to uh, ensure that the right things are done. Very well. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Sir. Thank you very much. That's Suleiman Abrahama, he's Executive uh, Secretary, Executive Director of the Media Foundation for West Africa. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTF. And one person is reported dead with several others injured following renewed clashes between two communities in the Cherponi district of the northeast region. Hajia Zueratu Mada Nashiru is a DC for Chirponi and she joins us on the line. Madam, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you very much. Tell us about um, t- tell us about what happened uh, in your in your municipal in your district. Okay, so there was a renewed clash yesterday at Tigbongu and then Junjun community. It's over a parcel of farmland. And um, we lost one soldier and two people got injured. One male, one female. About 13 houses were touched down. Uh, so far, I think that that is what uh, we've been through. Was this something that had happened in the past and this perhaps is a reprisal or this is the first time? No, this is a reprisal. So one group felt slighted by another and decides to go back and attack? That's right. 
So um, uh, two months ago, the same community, Junjun, was attacked by same um, Tibongo community. And then the following month, uh, the Junjun community also refers back at the Tibongo community. And this month, it is the other way around again. Tibongo attacking Junjun community. What are they fighting over? It's over a parcel of farmland. How big is the land? Say again. How big is the land? How big is the land? The farmland. I can't determine. So there's a possibility that the group that has been attacked now will also attack again. Hmm. Um, that I will not be able to tell. I don't wish that they do that. But the security are there currently and Madame, not looking them to do that, yeah. You were sent to Cherponi by the president to be his representative for development in the area. Now That's you are right. having to deal with conflict over a piece of farmland. Yeah. That appears to be frustrating your attempts to develop the community, isn't it? Because listening to your, your side there, it suggests that you are a bit frustrated about what is happening, aren't you? That is very true. What what seems to be the problem, and how do you think it can be dealt with? Yeah, so um, most of this conflict is as a result of parcels of farmland, and um, we are dealing with it as I said, We've been engaging the people and giving them education to, you know, understand that this time nobody fights over land. You sit and dialogue and come to a conclusion and give it to whoever it belongs to, or you take it to court. And this particular farmlands we are talking about have been taken to court. Uh, they were waiting for judgment, and they refused to appear there, um, claiming they were coming home to understand themselves and agree on who should be using that parcel of land. And it didn't even take them uh, a single engagement, and they were at each other fighting. So um, we sat and we thought that there was a need to go back. So we have started the dialogue processes, engaging the key people who were involved in the court process. And um, any time we take the security away from that place, they, they will run into each other again. It's unfortunate, but this is the situation we find ourselves in currently. What's the state of development in your district? Do you have water, running water, pipe water? Hmm. It's the portable water system that we are using. The borehole, you mean? Uh, the borehole, yes. So small water system. By the Community Water Sanitation and the Ghana Water Company. Right, that's right. Do you, <laughs> communities we are talking about are even not yet worked to that small water system. So they possibly drink water from a dugout or maybe a river body or a valley? They drink from boreholes. Do you have a third road, I mean, or enough third roads in your constituency or district? Enough third roads to where? Well, let's say your your district capital, Cheriponi, are your roads, do you have good roads? 
you you know that um yes the the roads are under construction currently but the uh township the township is the only uh one we have tired roads on which is just one kilometer do you plan a community engagement to to have people understand the need for peace? Is that something that is attainable? That is something I've been doing since I assumed office. Is it working? Yes, somehow. But you know, change is a difficult thing for people. So we are on. There is a bit of improvement. Um, it's just that I'm not getting it the way I was expecting to get them um, to quickly um, appreciate that we need to be engaging more than to be fighting. We wish you all the best, uh, Hajia, for, for in your attempts to, to develop your community and also ensure peace. Thank you very much. That's Hajia Azuera to Mada Nashiru. She is the DCE, that's District Chief Executive for Chirponi in the Northeast region. Before we go to business, Ellen has a story for us. The Ghana Union of Traders Associations has called off its intention to close all shops on Monday, August 29, 2022. Now, this was arrived at after a meeting with members of the Council of State. Guta is protesting the depreciation of the city and high cost of doing business in Ghana. President of the association, Dr. Joseph Obing, says his outfit will meet the Council of State again after a month. They are leaders. We respect them. We couldn't have done anything, so we have to swallow. If we have ego, uh, if it is pressure that is coming from our members, we know that our members are not going to be happy. But truth be said, that we have to um, um, listen to good counsel coming from no other place than the Council of State. So, indeed, we have uh, put a stop to this uh, 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 intended um, action on Monday. And then we are waiting, um, of course, with the program outline laid before us. Within a month, we have gotten a lot of results. And especially with kind of information, the insight of what is going to put to bear in terms of injection of funds and all that, it gives us hope that um, things are going to be done in the very um, um, immediate future. And that gives us a lot of hope. And so we are expecting that within a few days we are going to see actions done. And we trust in the leadership of Nana and his team. That was the president of the Ghana Union of Traders Associations, Dr. Joseph Obing. The chairman of the Council of State, Nano Tuasirbo II, tells City News the committee will begin work on Monday. We just bust up this slide so that you would collectively find a solution to it. And uh, after several hours of deliberations, we have come to an amicable uh, settlement, and uh, we are all very happy with it. We are all very, very happy with the outcome. What is the amicable settlement? The, the settlement is that they are going to call off the strike immediately. There's uh, a joint committee set up um, by members of the council and their representatives. And the committee has been given one month within which to come out with recommendations for implementation. In the meantime, there are some loose-hanging fruits. That is, some issues that could be tackled immediately. And we are going to give it our best shots 
to have solutions to them immediately for we, we live here. And this has been accepted by all members of the council, as well as the leadership and membership of Guta who were present. And they came in their numbers. And we are very happy with the outcome. This committee that they are going to set up, it consists of which members and which members? Uh, we have a committee headed by Pak Kofi Song, a member of our council, who uh, was a big-time trader himself, a big-time businessman. You had Chairman of the Council of States, Nana Otso Serbo II. Now police in Umgua have arrested two people believed to be employees of the Ghana Water Company Limited for allegedly causing damage to some telecommunication infrastructure while excavating a portion of the road to remove old water pipes. According to city news sources, the two were picked up after they destroyed fiber infrastructure along the Nungwa Tema Road, which is part of the ongoing 16 kilometers La Beach Road project. The activities of the suspect is said to have adversely affected 72 telecommunication sites of Airtel Tigo, which were carrying voice data as well as mobile money services. The suspects, who were picked up on Sunday while engaging in the destructive exercise, have currently been granted bail and are assisting with investigations. The CEO of the Chamber for Telecommunications, Dr. Kenneth Ashidbe, spoke to City News on the arrest. So, SLT Go noticed at their network operating center that around 9.45 p.m. that, you know, there was some damage uh, to fiber that was resulting in loss of connectivity. So, they did, you know, exploration and found out that late that evening there were some people who were excavating the road, tentatively removing some Ghana water pipes. And, you know, fortunately for us, and unfortunately for them, they continued this exercise, this dastardly act into the morning. And so the report was made to the police and they were arrested. And uh, not only had they damaged Etel uh, Tigo's fiber, but even the new drain on these new roads that were being done had also been damaged. And this was extensive damage that had been done. And these people have been arrested. The equipment that was involved has also been confirmed. It's currently with the police. The police are investigating the case. We've been informed that uh, these corporates have been granted bail as investigations are continuing. Uh, we hope that the police would know the, the impact of this activity on the state because what uh, the damage caused disrupted service to over 75 of Etel Tigo's sites. Dr. Kenneth Ashidbe is the CEO of the Chamber of Telecommunications. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Get the details. Every significant financial transaction. Every market movement. And all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News. Powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nettie Let's settle for the details. Managers of the Ghana Stock Exchange have assured of introducing new initiatives to sustain the GSE's 2021 growth. The initiatives, which include the diversification of products on the local birth, will attract more stakeholders to participate on the GSE. Here's the managing director of the Ghana Stock Exchange, Ekwa Fedi, speaking to the media on the sidelines of the company's annual general meeting in Accra. 
2021 uh, certainly was an improvement over the financial for 2020, about uh, 32% um, increment in terms of the net uh, profit. And you heard the chairperson talking about it, the fact that that's been uh, the highest in our 31 year uh, history. Uh, going forward, uh, we need to make sure that we sustain this. And as we move towards becoming a company limited by shares and therefore having shareholders, uh, we need to even work harder. Uh, to make sure that we can generate the revenues uh, in order to uh, be able to pay dividends to the shareholders. Uh, there are two ways that we have to look at. Uh, one is uh, how do we improve market activity? Uh, we need to improve the trading on the market. Uh, this year, we've had over one billion traded, but largely because of one company. Uh, when you look at it without that company, we're almost the same like the year before. So we need to make sure we can get more listed companies. Uh, we are working very hard towards that. Uh, we need to make sure that we can get buyers and sellers trading on the market, and that is what will bring about the liquidity on the market. Then above all, one of the key things that we've been doing is how do we diversify our products on the market? Uh, we still have the equity, and now we have a bond market, which is doing very well. Uh, so we need to look at whether there are other products that we can introduce on the market or other markets we can create. That was the managing director of the Ghana Stock Exchange, Echo Afedi. The Ghana Integrated Iron and Steel Development Corporation, GISDEC, has revealed that 10 investors have shown interest to explore iron ore in the country. According to the corporation, the said companies are ready to do so with their own funding and at their own risk, which will end them a right of first refusal at any find. This comes after some amount of iron ore was discovered in some parts of the country worth millions of dollars. Chief Executive Officer of GISDEC, Kwabna Bonsufojo, believes the completion of the project would significantly boost Ghana's economy by reducing expenditure on the importation of iron ore into the country. Well, uh, we already have 10 investors who are ready, willing and able to bring their own money at their own risk. And in return, they'll have a right of first refusal on any fine. So basically, they are coming in with their own resources at their own risk. And we, in return, will give them a right of first refusal on any fine. In terms of numbers, it's exponential. I mean, you're talking millions of, of dollars. Um, it's going to create employment. It's going to create revenue for the country. Um, we're going to stop using foreign currency to import steel and iron rods so that that money stays in the country to be used for other purposes. So this is a quantum leap as far as Ghana is concerned. Um, yes, the, the type of mineral you're dealing with, iron ore, is used to make steel. Now, steel is the backbone of very, uh, many major economies like the developed world. So once you're able to produce steel, it will set us on the path for industrialization, development, and Ghana can only move forward. Kwabna Bonsufojo is the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Integrated Iron and Steel Development Corporation, GISDEC. In its quest to encourage the habit of savings among its customers, Fidelity Bank has launched its Sikaboom promo. The initiative, which is part of the bank's 15th anniversary, seeks to reward loyal customers of the bank and broaden the bank's customer base by connecting with the unbanked population. While explaining how the promo works at the launch, Managing Director of Fidelity Bank, Julian Opuni, also emphasized the need for Ghanaians to cultivate a positive savings culture to ensure a prosperous future. 
Fidelity Bank, we, we understand not just the importance of giving back to our customers. This is our 15th year in existence. We have grown with the support of our cherished customers and other Ghanaians. And as a Ghanaian entity, it is important that we take the opportunity to also give back. But we don't want to just give back. We want to use it as an opportunity for people to also build up their own savings. And we also want to create a savings culture, especially in the current environment, where you know that you've got something laid back in the event of something unplanned or even for purchasing a, a large asset of some sort. It was a very simple promotion. Existing customers, you deposit 300 CDs and multiples of 300 CDs, and every 300 CDs effectively gives you one chance of being in the draw. The draws will be held on a monthly basis. Every month you stand a chance of winning 10,000 CDs, and in the final big draw, you, you stand the chance of winning the ultimate prize of 100,000 CDs. Again, it, it's in line with our 15th anniversary, which is why we've made sure that we're also going to keep rewarding in line with the 15th, um, the 15 years in existence. This is very similar in one way, but what we're doing is giving people the flexibility. Instead of giving you a gold bar or a present or something, we're giving people the flexibility to have the cash to do whatever it is that they want going forward. Managing Director of Fidelity Bank, Julian Upuni, speaking there. As part of efforts to expand its operations across various regions in the country, Kumasi-based leading construction firm Nixet Construction Limited has launched an operational yard and concrete production facility at Apollonia Industrial Park. The three-acre state-of-the-art production complex is the company's operational yard for the southern sector of Ghana. Speaking at the launch, managing director of the company, Nicholas Frimpong-Bwating, called for prudent measures and collaborative efforts among stakeholders to allow the company flourish in Accra. The company's innovational ability coupled with its swiftness in adapting to changing situation has contributed immensely to its growing fortunes. It is therefore not surprising that the company's image has been steadily enhanced over this short period of existence. We promise a marked improvement in service quality in return for your loyalty and faith in our company. We believe in the industry and enterprise of the good people of Greater Accra Region. And based on this conviction, we promise that we are here to stay. We wish to extend a hand of friendship to all economically active people of Greater Accra to have faith in our company and do business with us. The facility was specifically created for you, and we enjoin you from now onwards to resolve to make it a company of your choice. Nicholas Frimpong-Bwating is the Managing Director of Nixet Construction Limited. And finally, customers of defunct gold dealership company Men's Gold Ghana are calling on the Attorney General to fully disclose the amount of money generated from the sale of the company's seized assets. After the collapse of Men's Gold, the Economic and Organized Crime Office, Iyoko, was given permission to sell assets such as lands, vehicles, gold, and a group of companies belonging to the CEO, Nana Pia Mensa. The aggrieved customers also want to know whether or not government has been able to retrieve the CEO's funds from Dubai. Frederick Forsen speaks for the aggrieved customers of Men's Gold, and he says they want the Attorney General to give them that information in two weeks. And for four years now, we do not know the state of those assets. In fact, we do not know how many vehicles were sold, how much was realized, and into which account is those monies being kept. So these are the things. Then there's the issue about the goods, the, the seizure of some uh, quantity of goods. 
we've been making those requests several times. When we went there, they confirmed they have some gold in their custody. We want to know how much of that gold is in their custody, how much was seized, and how much is still in their custody. And that's the reason why we have petitioned the Attorney General disclose to us. You remember there was also the talk about Dubai money. We want to know we want to know whether the state has been able to retrieve those monies. Then also there's the issue of the xylophone media. We are reading from the some news portal that the media house has been sold. But we know that that media house forms part of the properties that were frozen by the state. Frederick Forsen is a spokesperson for the aggrieved customers of men's gold. And that's all for City Business News on Eyewitness News. It was powered by your most comprehensive business website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nettie Nete. Up next is Point Blank. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. This is Point Blank on Eyewitness News. I am Umaru Sandawa. Tonight on Point Blank, we are looking at the Accra Work Campaign by the Greater Accra Regional Minister Henry Quarty. Today, members of the City Response Team, a task force that he set up to deal with issues having to do with Operation Clean Your Frontage, engage in a mass action. They say that some leaders of the NPP and the Greater Accra Region are sabotaging their work. Some of them spoke to City News. We'll be hearing from them, and then we we'll hear from the regional youth organizer of the NPP who has accepted that the regional minister's work is affecting or is going to affect the attempt to break the aid. And then we'll also hear from the task force itself. So let's first hear from the people who mobilized today to protest against uh, the activities. As that's now that we are standing here, our job is going to spoil because of Moses Ano. He said we are taking people's things and we are not there to do that because our father told us we shouldn't do that. We should cope with the people and then tell them to keep them very clean. We don't allow human trafficking. And now that's what we are doing. We are not taking people's things. And they have said it to us that we are taking people's things. We are annoyed and we cannot allow that. They can't allow us to go hungry. We have the Abaye at Medina Market and we are not Abaye. But rather because of politics, others want to support the work and they want to dismiss us in the work. So we are, we are not here just to judge the whole Ghana. If you understand the city response team, we are not Abaye. Let's hear now from the Greater Accra Regional Youth Organizer of the NPP, Moses Abo. He spoke to Ni Late Late on the City Prime News this afternoon and defended his position. I'm a citizen and also a Greater Accra Regional Youth Organizer of the ruling party. 
I believe in dialogue and also engaging people to make things successful. Indeed, I have no problem with city response. I have never attacked them. I don't want, if someone thinks he has issue with me, if he incites the strong guys to fight me, which I think they are innocent. However, I have not stand anywhere to mention a city response or have any misunderstanding with that person. I'm a grassroots. I have an election to run ahead 2024. I'm the same person that will go to these people and talk to them. Uziza Boy is not saying that they shouldn't exercise their rights or do their work. But what I'm saying is that we must have an alternative for these, our women, who always take care of homes. I try my possible best to engage the assembly. I've been to this municipal chief executive, Ajitovia, for several times, that we should see how best we can work with these people to make things possible. I don't know where this information or this news is coming from, that I'm fighting city response to do all over. They have inside this rule to go to radio station by radio station. Some of the boys... High boys that I know, some have called me that this is what they are hearing, and they don't think it is true. And I say it's never true. Even some call me that I'm at a center right now fighting them. I say no, I'm at a center. So my brother, all I will say is that I think this we have an eyeship that this country is facing, and we must treat these people very well. Uh, as uh, this city respond team. I understand this operation clean of frontage. They are possible. They have to also go to uh, communities, uh, Tangasi, Samasama, uh, Dentes. Each and every assembly have a tax force, which they know what they are doing. So I don't know where this news is coming from, and I don't want to say much. I don't have any problem with city response. Argument is that let's do the right thing. We are in the hardship. Things are not going on in the whole world. We must manage these people very well. Go to Accra Central today and ask yourself, if we are going to sack these people, where are these people going? The areas that these people can have market has been given to private people, people who have money. And these are our mothers who have been selling for 20, 20-something years. Moses Abo is saying, Let's have an alternative for our mothers, our sisters, and our brothers. Then we can enforce. We have been doing Abaye, clearing these people since so many years. Okovandapo did it. Ajisua did it. Ajibansi did it. Even before time, I can't remember. They have to bring military to Accra to sack these people. Up to now, they are still selling on the pavement. My advice. My argument is simple. Let's treat them for them to understand us. Let's do things that will make the future will be clear for us. That's right. My argument. The right thing will be done, but also won't one struggle to come to terms with your point or argument because this 
is an initiative uh, uh, being spearheaded by your government and the party for that matter. Were you not privy uh, to pre-discussions for you to lay or put out your concerns? I have done this, like I'm saying, Thursday on Monday is at particularly uh, around Kingsway. I want to be the municipal chief executive to talk to him. Even yesterday I went there. He wasn't available. I moved to AMA to talk to the woman, but she's also not around. As a regional youth organizer, I try my possible to engage each and every assembly who is in charge of that area. I believe in one thing. The municipal chief executive know what they are doing. So allow them to do their jobs. The law is clear. We know the act. My brother. Uh, so going forward, what will you advise uh, for the party to do? And because today we expected the tax force to hit the street to ensure that people clean their frontage. That didn't happen. Uh, putting, you know, the government, uh, you know, quest to make Accra the cleanest city in limbo. Uh, for you, as someone who thinks that the party must do the right thing so that it does not affect its political fortunes in the 2024 election. So what do you think can be done? Please, today, clean up. I have no, I'm not against the clean up today. The state is a clean up. Uh, if they are not able to do the clean up, they shouldn't put my name inside. I'm not talking about operation clean up frontage. Neither I'm not talking about clean up the state. But the tax force yes. said they were unable to go about their duty because of the directive that came from your statement. That's what they are saying. This, this, this is politics, you understand. Like I said, I'm pleading uh, with my brothers to respond to him. They shouldn't allow themselves for somebody to push them against their original youth organizer. I believe they are youth. So I think if something, like some of them called for me to clear I think this is what they should do. Or whoever is behind it should have called me. Moses Abor, that is what I've heard. How, what is, is it true or false? But you don't incite people to go to radio station, uh, give them a different community. I mean, we shouldn't be deceiving ourselves, my brother. We shouldn't be deceiving ourselves. We should. So that's the uh, Greater Accra Regional Youth Organizer of the New Patriotic Party. Uh, Moses Abo, uh, speaking to Ni Late Late on the City Prime News. Emmanuel Clotty is a technical director at the Operations Clean, Operation Clean Your Frontage Secretariat. Mr. Clotty, you're welcome to Point Blank on Eyewitness News. Thank you, Mara. You've heard the regional party organizer. Um, what's your reaction? Well, he's a youth organizer, but thanks to your listeners. Um, he's out of order. Um, it appears he doesn't really understand the rules and the operations of the city response team in this whole operation clean your frontage idea. So it would have been uh, prudent to probably have drawn closer to the secretariat or better still the regional coordinating council uh, where the greater Accra regional minister is the brain behind this whole great idea to make sure we have a clean city. So there could have been discussions. If you have any concerns, you table it and it can be resolved at that level, rather than getting to the ground to obstruct uh, governance in the process. I mean, if you say you are a politician, it's in your interest, once your government is in power, to make sure that the governance process is smooth and in the interest of your government.
But you don't go down the field and be counteracting things that are done in the image of the government. I mean, to uh, bring altercations down there and try to set people against the right things that the CRTs are trying to achieve on the ground. So uh, it's not in good taste. The politicians would say to you that the regional minister was birthed by the political party which won elections and which is seeking to break the eight. The fear of um, Mr. Abo is that if you carry out the exercise in the manner you plan to carry it out, you may interfere with the party's attempt to break the eight, which would require it needs more votes. So you are going on a demolition spree. You are busy developing the city, not knowing you are busily as well breaking down the party that gave you the power to do what you are doing. How do you marry the two? Okay, so the two can't marry. Um, there's no demolition happening. We're making sure people keep their households clean and their frontages clean. We're making sure businesses keep their frontages clean. We're making sure that traders stay off the streets where cars are supposed to use and to make sure that even if they find themselves on the pavements, they should be well organized so that pedestrians can be able to move and also to maintain a clean environment wherever they are applying their business. And that is what the city response team is doing. They are not doing by as he's suggesting. So like I'm saying, he doesn't really understand the operations. And I would have expected him to have behind the scenes, uh, met the secretary, probably, if you have any concern, to um, dialogue. But certainly he's out of order. And the explanation of the things he's mentioning is, is, is nothing close to what the CRT is doing on the ground. I see. But have you not had engagements with the party before you rolled out your programs? We have. And the party at the regional level accepts what you're doing. Engagement, even bipartisan engagement. Before Operation Clean Your Frontage was promulgated, all MPs across political divides sat to think about this. The regional chairman of Greater Accra MPP was present. The regional chairman of NDC was represented by his first vice chairman. Their secretary was there. We had a couple of our executives also there in the uh, uh, engagement uh, process. GPRTU, Guta, Protoa, uh, uh, cooperatives, market women, uh, council of state members, some of them, and so on. So there have been extensive engagements across the board. Do you get so, a sense uh, that Moses Abo was a lone ranger in this and that may not necessarily have the support or backing of his party? I believe he's a lone ranger. Has the presidency or the party at the national level reached out since he made the comment he made? I'm sure discussions are going on at the back end, and these will be corrected in no time. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you very much, Mark. That's Emmanuel Clotty, his technical director of uh, the operation Clean Your Front Page, Frontage, not Front Page, Frontage Secretariat. That would be it for Eyewitness News tonight. My name is Umaru Sandamado, production by Sixtus Don Ulo, Beverly, London, and Nas Seidu. The technical support came through from Daniel Squashy. We return tomorrow at 17.30 GMT. Thank you for listening. Good night. Reach our hotline.
hotline on 0302-224959 and get interactive on Facebook City 97.3 FM and on Twitter at City 973.